Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Sees it episode 41 fast times at ridgemont high we're gonna do our how we sees it throwback uh we're gonna look at a 1982 classic movie i don't know they, they, they consider this a cult classic or is it just just a classic uh i i would assume cult classic i maybe it depends on who you ask yeah i i don't know what the difference different the actual definition of cult classic in that term is but I, I know it usually well, for you and for you and me it's definitely a cult classic it goes it's a, it goes back to when you know our age of 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 adolescence and uh and so so it's okay we can, we can reflect on and uh we can form our own cult and uh <laughs> we don't already have one i thought we did <laughs> that's right <laughs> i ordered shirts and everything okay cool all right well this is how we seize it with uh me as your host noah and my my co-host uh is, as always is steve How's say hello steve i did good <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so awkward but it's awkward every time so that makes it great <laughs> Always. <laughs> i'm not saying i'm not saying you make it awkward i mean i make it as as awkward as anything so it's it's not necessarily you um Cool. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Uh, we're, we decided a while ago uh, we wanted to do some throwbacks, and we did our our Ghostbusters, and this is kind of our second in line with that throwback to movies that we enjoyed as as young young people. I don't want to say teens, even though that's what it was at the time. Yeah, Hell, so I wasn't far, even a teen from, when it came out. Two from the eighties, right? When did Ghostbusters yeah. come out? That was eighty four. Is that yep. right? And eighty two. Yep. So yeah, yeah. <sighs> So, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I technically wasn't even a teen at this because I think I would have been 11 when this came out. I was 12. Um, this is the same year that E.T. came out. I remember that that oh. uh, I couldn't see Fast Times Ridge My High in the theater. It was rated <laughs> R, but uh, I had to wait until. I'm not by yourself, at least. I don't think I went. I Well, psh, I couldn't go. I couldn't drag my mom to go see oh. take me to go see fast times of Ridge my high she wouldn't have been up to it and um i do see remember, i don't remember what was the first movie she took me to go see that was r-rated it was a war movie uh boy i can't remember what it was and she just actually took me and uh bought me the ticket and then i went in it was like oh it was like hamburger hill or something like that some oh geez uh, some <laughs> uh, crazy <laughs> yeah i i i, I kind of remember seeing this in the theater um but not distinctly. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I remember seeing it. Actually, you know, the, my biggest memory of this, uh, of all, is my dad bought the soundtrack. Sure. Oh, and yeah. We, we played the hell out of that album. And that's what it was back then, too. It wasn't even a cassette or anything. It was, a, it was an actual vinyl album. Nice. <clears throat> and I remember, um, and it's funny, I watched it again. Uh, I started watching it again yesterday uh, just, for, just for memory's sake. And... Uh, right off the bat it starts off with just a great song and it just it the whole time it just kind of keeps you going and you're like oh yeah that's right <laughs> i remember the music from this uh interesting fact this is uh so this is this movie is only an hour and a half long yeah i was surprised and, at the running time which to me i always felt like it was just this long epic movie and i think when i started looking back at it i mean i think the reason why that we uh 
it seems like it's so much longer is because it has just so much in every scene. Like there's no downtime in this movie. Essentially, everything it, it's all the story. There's it's never an really... interesting structured movie. It, it's not it's not a straightforward narrative. It just kind of bounces around to different characters. You even look at you, you know you can p- put together a couple of the characters like like um, what uh, Stacy and Mark and and their little romance. Right. Kind of, that might be the 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 story arc that kind of carries it like a traditional story. But the True. other characters just kind of. Uh, ebb and flow kind of come and go um right and uh and yet and yet still it, it it's it's so much fun and moves really well and so many memorable scenes oh yeah and that's kind of what i was i was trying to write down all these things and i'm like if i do that i'm seriously just writing down like every scene <laughs> so i was like i'm like this is gonna just be one big note i um, was i was surprised when i watched it i watched it again yesterday and uh it reminded me strangely enough of greece the, the musical Grease. If you take out the oh. music of Grease, just kind of the way the story bounced around to different characters and kind of followed some a love story, a, a, a story about someone that might be pregnant, and, <clears> and and it kind of had the same sort of time lapse too, where it started at the beginning of the year right. and uh, kind of ended. Well, yeah. I guess we got to the end dance. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. How yeah, it, no, you, you, I think you're right. Um, it had the little. It 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 didn't follow side characters as much but yeah i, I agree mm-hmm. that that's a, that's a good analogy I, I didn't hadn't thought of that but yeah that's really good before we get too deep into this uh what what did you uh, come up to drinking for this one well you know i i was i was thinking about that today thinking back on this on this movie and there's mm-hmm. real i couldn't think i couldn't find anything to draw from as far as alcoholic beverages i was surprised they do a lot of drug, you know. There's a lot of dope smoking, and and I think yep. uh, Spicoli refers to to driving on on quaaludes. Oh, ludes! You know. <laughs> Those on ludes should not drive. <laughs> but um, so I uh, focused on the character of uh, Mark Ratner. He orders cokes <laughs> in. Uh, <laughs> In, uh, but so I got in the uh, restaurant. I got a I got a Coke, but I threw in some uh, Maker's Mark. Uh, so I got my Mark. Uh, oh, Mark and my, Mark and my Coke. So I got my uh, uh, whiskey and, and and soda in in the form of a uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High kind of mashup. There you go. Yeah, they had. To, <laughs> I, it's funny. That's I was thinking about that scene too, and I was like, because they have to order several like. They keep ordering a, a Coke refill because they're waiting for uh, Damone to get there with his wallet. Right. Yeah, that's funny. I, I picked up on that too, and and I, I thought about that for a minute. But you're right. There's not a lot to go from. So I ended up going with um, a Lagunitas beer, um, which is one of our local breweries. Chronic? I went with, no, no, that would have been a good one too. I, I, thought, I, I looked for it at the local grocery store here. I looked at Lagunitas, and they didn't have a Chronic. So I, I thought, think that's it. I, that's a seasonal, so okay. I haven't even seen that one in a while. No, uh, I went with hazy. It's called memory. uncensored. It's like, isn't that what the, what's on the on the? Oh. On the uh, I think it just says uncensored because they can't. They're not allowed to call it chronic because chronic is a reference to uh, to to marijuana. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe well, they can. Isn't that what it is? Maybe it's, they can now. Yeah, right, now I, it's legalized. <laughs> that's possible. Yeah, that kind of that kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, no, I went with this uh, hazy memory. Um, the reason why <laughs> is is a couple different things. For one, this is a memory of a mo- like this movie is always you know right there, and you're always pulling up lines. This is one of those movies that everybody knows quotes from and stuff like that. So it has a lot of memory, but it's also a hazy memory because 
if you haven't seen it in a while, you might get close to the the actual quote, <laughs> but you're not always right on it. And uh, also, if you look at Spicoli uh, in in his uh, high school years, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a, a kind of hazy memory. <laughs> that, that's why I laughed originally. Right. Yeah. That's that's ex- that scene where you, they stumble out of the uh, out of the the van and the and right. the smoke just kind of pours out, which apparently I guess they were actually smoking. Yeah, I, I read that today. That. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a funny one. Yeah, actually, um, so that was one of the things I pulled out. I was reading just stuff, different stuff, because um, I like to do that. And uh, they were talking about Spicoli specifically, um, or actor Sean Penn. He referred to himself as Spicoli the entire filming. Like, yeah. he wanted it on his chair. He wanted everybody to call him Spicoli. And I guess at the very end, uh, he went and introduced himself as Sean Penn after all the filming was done and everything like that. That's good. I and didn't. I didn't read cool. that part. I saw about the about that he had he had Spicoli on his on his chair yeah. everywhere. But well, this is something I picked up from uh, the director. Uh, there was an interview with her after a. Um, they did. They did a. I think you talked about this too. Not too long ago, we they did a, a live reading. Yeah. Uh, or table reading, I guess what they call it. Um, and at the end of it, they have the director and the. Um, and then the the writer so it's amy um oh i wrote it down but i can't even read my writing um yeah Heck, anyway, amy Heckerling. yeah yeah that sounds right and uh and so she was talking at the end of that um and she she talked about that and i was like oh that's kind of cool but they brought up the fact and they also brought up the fact that uh spicoli the character or sean Penn, while he was doing it ad-libbed a ton of stuff yeah and that, yeah. and he's the only one apparently who did, and so and and most of it stuck. And tried right. trying to get genuine reactions out of the out of the different uh, different right. characters that he was playing off of. Although I did see that Judge Reinhold did do a little <laughs> bit of uh, of of he brought in a dildo for his masturbation scene, and so the reaction <laughs> from Phoebe Cates when she walks in and catches him is 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 genuine <laughs> I, I saw that too i was like that is so good which is that that's always one of those scenes that just i, I don't know it has such a cringe factor um you know and 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 i don't know how other people but i've always like man that would just that would just destroy me like have, to have the girl you totally like walk in on you like that and i was like oh man that just scene always made me feel so awkward um but the lead up to the scene was like the best scene in the you know uh by my many people uh believed you know the, the her taking off her top uh phoebe cates um which you know led up to that scene her coming out of the water that's you know one of those iconic r- rewind moments in in video <laughs> yeah that's right all the vhs tapes have kind of yeah. crinkled crinkled up there from all the constant yeah. rewinds which and is, pauses which is interesting because it's not the only uh shot of nudity in the whole thing because uh jennifer um jason, jason lee, lee yeah. she also has two nude scenes essentially um she has the first one in the dugout and then later on in the pool house and uh, like watching it now and going back through it, I'm like, I, I kind of like her better. <laughs> I don't know why. Did but. you did you read also that I guess the the one in the in the pool house they actually shot that. With so both of um, them. yeah, both of them had full frontal nudity. Yeah, and uh, just the director wanted to kind of create that awkwardness of uh, of that and probably well rather than just throwing a whole bunch of 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 female nudity you know kind of balance oh, it, it, it would have been a great thing but it got it was, it they, they threatened an x rating in order to keep it in so they had to cut so, it 
So it was either a, that it or was the carrot next... scene. <laughs> right. Which I'm, I'm like, I'm like, really? That's those. Are the... And so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, that that was what drew that would have drawn the X. Like if you took the, the carrot scene out, you could have had that and it wouldn't. And I was like, what? I don't, you're only allowed so many sexual in you know, innuendos or something, or <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. But I, I think they, in the long run, I think they made the right choice. Yeah. Um, for the film. Cause the carrot scene is also just a hilarious kind of thing too. Yeah. Just the fact that, you know, the 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 whole back and forth between them and then the, and then the um the guys on the other table clapping i thought that was hilarious too that was pretty good uh so that was that was good stuff um yeah this is this is this is one of those films that's like man there's just so much you know um the coolest thing about this for me and i didn't even learn this until just recently was um that uh was is it cameron crow um this was based off a book actually that he wrote yeah. from a, a, a time when he uh, what, what how do they describe it he went back into a high school he went undercover into a high school as a tw i guess he was 22 and went back in and, and redid his a senior year and that's what he wrote about was that senior year and and the people and stuff like that and that's what what this movie's all based on is that book and his experiences from this high school i thought that i mean in a way that's that's really cool in a way it's really creepy too i mean <laughs> a 22 year old going back and, and hanging out with high school students and reliving a senior year not not that i think it's a totally like I, i'm not gonna lie there was a time like when i first graduated high school that me and my buddy talked about like moving to uh, nevada and re re signing up for high school there so to do a re re senior year just so we could play football again though right and so so it's not unheard of I, I could see that happening but you know in a way it's kind of it's kind of weird you know this 22 year old they are creeping in high school uh, well, what, what and, was the movie i think we talked about it once uh never been kissed with drew barrymore and that's kind of the premise of that where she goes back oh in, where she goes in, back yeah into high school did you did you see uh cameron crowe's movie almost famous um that's uh, i believe i've seen that one okay that's that i mean that's semi-autobiographical where he as a he's he's really young but he becomes a writer for rolling stone and tours mm -hmm. of the band um, okay I, I did see that i yeah. did see that and i think that's where he was actually with rolling stone when when he decided to go back i think they yeah. sponsored him going back to college or going back to yeah back to high school when well, you know when you look at you know they did most of the characters in the in the movie were over 18 for or 18 or older because of child labor laws if they wanted to yeah. keep them out uh, i think in the mall they they shot at a mall that from 9 30 mm -hmm. to at night and to to nine o'clock yep. in the morning and and so you can't you can't have underage but they although they did bring a few um so everyone looks older you know you got to deal right. with that but, <laughs> we, but i was talking that when i think back on high school it just it I thought they captured it kind of well, where you have a lot of like little people, little dweeby people that just look <laughs> like that, and then you've got the people that look like they're they're giant. It's just it's it's that age group where you've get the you get some that that sprout early and some that are are stuck behind. I was I was like the Mark Ratner character. I was I was I was kind of a little guy, and it, it took my yeah. it took me until I think my senior year when I finally uh, I was I was the shortest one and up until my junior year senior year i kind of caught up a little bit with with height that, but uh, 
that's funny. I was getting a massage today and, and we always talk when she's, when she's doing the massage and we were talking about that specifically and, and how, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character was supposed to be 15 and she kind of, she kind of fit it, but she's actually, she was actually 20. Right. right. And then the, you got the, her brother, Brad, who is uh, judge Reinhold or judge Reinhold. Um, he did not look like a senior to me at all. He looked like he was in college. I get and that. He was 24, 26, 26 at the time or something. He did okay. not look the part of a high school person. Simone was pushing it. <laughs> I will say the guy, the guy, uh, Judge Reinhold reminded me of someone I worked with at when I was 16. I worked at a McDonald's and this, this guy I worked with was the spitting image of Judge Reinhold, really? you know, tall, kind of lanky and really, you know, he's really, uh, really fun guy to hang out with. But, uh, so I don't know. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. You get you get kind of this mix, and but I I mean obviously these were older people playing well, yeah. roles. Well, yeah. Phoebe Phoebe uh, Cates was actually the one of the youngest of the the main actors, and she was 19. Um, they said that uh, uh, the Ron Johnson, the one that uh, Stacy, the older man, oh, Stacey oh yeah, he was only he was only like six months older than him. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but he played like a 26 year old. Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, no, to me though, this it didn't it didn't fit when I looked at the characters as much. Um, what I remember from my high school. But I mean, I went to a different kind of high school. Essentially, you know, it wasn't we didn't have the same. Um, per capita and you know like there was none of, like the opening scene where there's toilet paper and everybody's going <laughs> like, a, like a big party yeah that was not happening at my school it wasn't nothing like that and, you, know, you so. want to save your toilet paper is that what you mean or no it just it wasn't it, I, I don't know and and i when i see high school movies like that i'm like who's fucking high school did that shit like I, i'm not saying i i don't think it's cool because i was like man i would have liked to gone to something like that but it, that's not what mine was and like you know, I I don't remember seeing the same type. Like, I don't remember any Damone type characters. You know, like just. Well, okay. I, I take that okay. back. Some I, there's some suave kind of guys that you know. I do remember a little bit when I go back and think about it that we were just kind of douchebags in hiding. Uh, <laughs> I was I was matching up a lot of the people I knew from these characters. There's a guy that actually the Damone character was kind of a yeah he was kind of a douchebag. I had a friend though that kind of had kind of <laughs> that had that same sort of kind of walk to him where he you know he tried to you know he yeah. moves kind of bounce a little bit as he talked and and uh and he was a good friend and uh, a lot of kind of had the same sort of uh, posters in his room too i think uh, you know i'm sure he had devo and right you know a lot of the a lot of those uh, same ones that were in demon right yeah yeah he had a whole and w well that's the one that that made me i was like i just don't know a guy like that it is the whole he seemed much older in the fact that you know, he, he just was selling tickets and, you know, do, he just didn't seem like a high school guy, mm -hmm. but I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just me being more, um, naive in high school in, in that aspect of it. But, um, yeah, it was, it was great though. I loved, I loved the way that they, they played the characters and I, I think they all played well together and, and it definitely fit. And, you know, the, the, the douchiness of Damone, I think was perfect because it really showed that, there are, you know, there are creepy guys out there that just, you know, it, uh, the one thing I, that bugged me about that in a way, though, is that him and, and Rat made up at the end, right? Mark Ratner, made, they, he kind of like let him off the hook at the end. And I just thought, I was like, you know, no, that's, that wasn't, that was, he should have just never done that. Okay. He should have, he should have just kept 
nope, you were a douche. You you ruined everything for for the friendship that we had by by the. And it's not not that he that he slept with with the girl that he really liked. It's everything he did after, right? There was no there. You know, he didn't he didn't own up to it and say, hey, look, dude, I I screwed up. I you know, and then and then how he treated her. You know, it's just all that he did. It was just it's. You can only have so much douchey, douchiness and, and, and accept it. <laughs> and, and that's it's funny. I was, I was sitting on the couch watching this with, with Ashley, my daughter. Uh, I think we started watching it yesterday. And she was like, God, I would just, I would love to hit that guy. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I mean, so overall though, what, what do you think was your favorite scene? Like just in general? Oh, like uh... if, if you if you had to say you know one scene sticks out in your mind more than anything that like made the movie for you, well, you, you know, I, it, from a if I back up a little bit and I look at it, Sp Sean Penn Spicoli scenes just steal everything in it. Um, so and and I I think he really. I, w I was surprised he got top billing actually because he's not he's just kind of a side character but uh, and, right. and he'd only done a movie or two before that I think he did Taps which I do remember seeing that at the theater Taps with Tom Cruise and Timothy Hutton that was a that was yeah a there was military also school. Bad Boys did he do that before I didn't yeah I, okay okay I do I'll, I'll talk about that in a second too but um, when I was watching it yesterday, there was one that kind of had the most nostalgic feel to it, and it was <laughs> it's gonna is a little embarrassing, but it was when it was when Stacy and Mark were in in her room looking at the pictures, and yeah. there you know that the awkwardness, that, the awkwardness, it totally it was it just made me start to sweat a little bit and feel, <laughs> and feel uh, uncomfortable, and I totally bought into his I gotta go, you know that that was. That, that was me at that age. I was I was a little a little bit intimidated by, uh, by uh, by women or girls or you know. Whatever. See now I I was I was with you with being like Mark a little bit up to that point. Okay, but once I once I got you know past that like once we got past the diet the, you know ordering the cokes I think I'd have been okay. I I, I probably wouldn't. Have, I got to go home. I'd have been like, yeah, screw my sister. I don't care. You know, uh, uh, she can she can get her car. Oh, I think that was totally. That, he just made that up. He was just feeling right. I know, but yeah. I mean, that, I I would have not been been going anywhere. That's but that was me. Um, but yeah, no, I was with you. I, I, his his nervousness and you know he really liked her and and he was so afraid of of any kind of rejection. And, I, I and get that. she was great. I mean, I. She's the kind of girl too. I would have been really, you know, I would have wanted to date. It even reminded me of someone I dated uh, or went on a couple dates with, and uh, and I just got got myself got a little, got a little scared <laughs> about it. But no, I get you. I, I definitely, and and that's why I think I like her as a character, Stacy as a character, better than Linda. Even though, you know, Linda is more of the the peop the the girl people remember from the, the movie because she has the coming out of the pool scene. Yeah. But I, I mean, she really, she's more of a secondary character where Stacy is kind of a main character. I think, I think you're right. The, the story of her and, and uh, Mark's relationship is definitely the main part of the story. And I love at the end of the movie where they go through and, you know, it's like, uh, this is what's going on with everybody. And they go, yeah, Stacy and, and Mark are having, what are they, a loving relationship but still haven't gone all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. 
So for me, the best, the, the, the scene that really just, I think makes the movie is when Spicoli is in his room, <laughs> right? Getting ready to go to, go to the, the dance, right? The, from the start to finish of this, it, it just, it's the Spicoli character from, from get go. I love it. He's, he's sitting there smoking a bong, hitting himself on the forehead while he's talking to the guy on the phone. Like, uh, you know, he's like, I'm so wasted. And then his brother comes in and he's like, I don't even see you if you know, if you don't knock and the whole interaction between him and his brother, he's like, get out your butthole, you know, the whole thing. And, and then Mr. Hand comes in. Yeah. And just the whole interaction of that, just, I mean, Spicoli and Mr. Hand from, from the get go is one of the best, best scenes throughout the whole thing. You know, they, they steal so much of the laughter and fun of this, you know, ordering the pizza, the, the first interaction, like this is world history. I see the globe right there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the whole thing coming in. Oh, I know that dude. And, and just the whole thing, but the, the scene of him and Mr. Han in the, in the room, and then he gets it right. He, he kind of explains the, in Spicoli the language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they got bogus rules. And if we don't get our own rules, it's, you know, and so, uh, and then to top it all off, he goes, he's, he's like, do, do you have a, uh, a student in your class every year like me, someone you make an example of? <laughs> and and, and uh, he's like, well, you know, I can't remember exactly what he says, but, you know, like he's going to be there next year. He's like, oh, no. He's like, once I cruise your class, I ain't coming to your side of the building. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny <laughs> to me. It just cracks me up. And he's like, what do you mean cruise my class? And after he says that he you know you'll probably squeak by you get that little bit of a smile out of mr hand and you just realize that it's that that teacher's care moment sure that you know and and to me i really i really like that because i i kind of went through some stuff like that in school i wasn't the best student for a long time and and had some teachers that kind of pulled a little mr hand on me a little bit maybe <laughs> you know <laughs> you know got 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 me uh back on the straight and narrow kind of thing i guess so for me, that that was one of those scenes that I, I really, I really liked about the the movie itself. You know, yeah. outside of some of the other other classic ones, are, you know, uh, Brad driving down the street throwing the fish out the window. <laughs> you know, that to me is just that whole scene in the song. I was I was singing it earlier today. Um, the music fits so well in so many of the scenes. And that's one of them, you know, it, it just, it has this, this great moment to it. And I love that. <laughs> there, you know, the, the Jackson Brown song in there, uh, somebody's baby. That's, that's one of those songs that when I hear it, it, it has this about, way of kind of dragging me back to that, that time. Thinking about the dugout. And it, well, <laughs> well just, yeah, right. But, <laughs> but, and they reprise it throughout. It's just, it's kind of like her theme, uh, Stacy's theme, um, throughout you uh, but uh, but it 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 just reminds me of that adolescent time and kind of always makes me feel a little little awkward <laughs> there's another nice. song that i when i was watching the movie last night i said oh there's another song no i think it was a human league song um uh don't you want me baby that was another one that mm. uh, um well they had it has a great soundtrack i mean this this is one of those 
Um, this has got an Oingo Boingo song in it. Yes, know. it's funny. When I, I read that today, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, Steve's going to love that. <laughs> Probably knows it right. I, I, I know the song really well, but uh, if, you, if you listen to it, it's got, this, it's got this part at the end of it where Danny Elfman's singing, and this is over the credits at the end, goodbye, goodbye. Mm-hmm. But he, he, right. just, he, he has this line that he just goes on forever and that, that he says really, really fast, and I never quite understood it. But I realized that when I was watching it last night, I could just turn on the subtitles and read what, what he was saying. Saying. So that was fun. I'd never known known it because they never had the lyrics back in the eighties on uh, oh, on that right. song. <laughs> so I couldn't look them up on the internet back then. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And and um. So another another one. Uh, and and Spicoli starts this one. And this is this is one of those ones. Uh, I, I've used this line several times. Is they're driving in um the car. Spicoli and and um I, what's his name? Uh, the brother Washington. I think is his last name. Uh. They're Jefferson. in his car. Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. It's it's his the younger Jefferson, and they end up crashing the car. <laughs> like, my brother's my, yeah. My brother's gonna kill us. He's he's gonna kill us. First he's gonna shit. Then he's gonna kill us. He's like, well, make up your mind. He's gonna shit or is he gonna kill us? First he's gonna shit. Then he's gonna kill us. And I love that. But then it's right after I can fix this. And he's like, my dad's a TV repairman. He's got an awesome <laughs> set of tools. I can fix this. And there's that, that pause. There's that pause. He looks. He yeah. kind of steps out and looks at it. Yeah. And then he comes back in. I can fix yeah, it. Yeah, I can fix it. <laughs> and so it's funny because I've used that line, I can fix this. And then my dad's a te- television repairman. He's got an awesome set of tools. <laughs> I can fix this. I've used that many times in all of my careers, going back to the Coast Guard, to what you do now. And it's I do that all the time. And it's one of those, it's that, and then he's going to kill us. He's going to shit, then he's going to kill us. I've used that several times too. <laughs> so... Um, that's another one of the scenes that I really enjoyed just for the for the comedy that it brings. You called you called Jefferson Washington, right? I did, but I, I, I'm not sure. No, why. I'm just I'm just because I'm looking at down in my notes and I see Jefferson and then it was Brad Hamilton. Hamilton is he wasn't a president, but he was certainly back in those uh, oh. back in those uh, uh, Hamilton times. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 want, I wonder if there was any anything to I know that the names weren't based on based on real people but they were kind of mashups of names yeah there's a there's another i was thinking um there's another movie with a football the big football player is is a a jefferson and i think that's maybe where my mind was going i I wasn't 100 percent sure on that but that may be where it was um but i like that too the in the football scene where they you know they 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 take the wrecked car and and oh he fixed it it awesome he i mean that that was brilliant the way they just kind (laughs) of yeah turned it against uh well they played lincoln yeah it was they played lincoln kill lincoln and uh so yeah i thought that was great and they just and that's another one where the the music played so well into that scene because they had the music going while they had the whole football scene where he was just crushing everybody and yeah, it was it was fun. Um, Speak, and that remind me of school too. Speaking of, well, that was that was Forrest Whitaker, you know, who's yep. who, who's and this had a lot of a lot of unknown actors that you could point out and say, hey, that's Anthony Edwards. He was in Top yeah. Gun and Revenge of the Nerds and ER and Eric Stoltz and in right some kind of wonderful. Did you know Eric Stoltz was in Back to the Future? He was the original Marty McFly. You can actually see scenes of him on online if you look them up but uh oh really after about um three weeks into shooting they they decided he wasn't working so they (laughs) 
he got yeah. outsed. Yeah, and they brought in uh, Michael J. Fox, um, and then Nick and Pro- Cop- Nick Cop- Coppola. <laughs> right, yeah. Which um, I saw that he had, he had actually tried. He faked his age to try and get a better role. He was he was trying to actually be Brad, I think. Yeah. Um, and then they, they're like, no, 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 you get to be Brad's friend. <laughs> <laughs> and they said that the reason that he changed his name after this, I guess, I guess he was he was touting his name. I'm a Coppola. And mm. a lot of people were making fun of him for it. So after this movie, oh, that's he changed funny. it. That's <laughs> so we were talking about um, Spicoli and, and Sean Penn in, in the role, um, how he got a high billing on this. So apparently, and this is this is from that end of um, the video I watched, uh, talking with the director and the, and um, Cameron Crowe, um, when they were doing the interviews and in, in the, I guess they're not interviews. What are they? What are they when they screen actors? Um, Auditions, auditions. Uh, he came in to do to audition for it. Well, apparently he um, first off he came in ripping into the parking lot in like a Trans Am or something like that. And Cameron Crowe saw him, saw this blonde haired dude, and they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, this guy looks like." He... Turns out, then he later shows up into the the auditions, and he comes in and, and he's like, "He's like, I'm not even a, I'm not even an audition for you. I'm just telling you." I, this is me. I can do this role. I know this. And, and, and he's like, just put me in there and I'll, and I'll show you when I do it. And so they, they, they took a chance on it apparently. <laughs> I mean, without an adopt, uh, an actual audition at all. Really? And, and yeah. So, which I thought in, cause that, that's where I, um, Cameron Crowe said, he's like, I'm not sure how we ended up doing it or why we ended up doing, but we believe this guy who came in and he didn't have like a lot of credits to his name. He, he mentioned the one, the bad boys, which wasn't even out when they okay. initiated when they, and he's like, and, and he killed it. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting that how sometimes these things just kind of happen, you know, they, they didn't see him in the role. They just, they, they, they didn't bring him in specifically. He just showed up one day and said, yep, that's me. You're going to put me in it. And they did. And so he did it. And from there it launched, you know, I kind of think it kind of launched his career a little bit in a way. Yeah. It was his first iconic role. That's for sure. Right. Um, he doesn't, I guess he doesn't really have, does he have many iconic roles? You think it's like snow? Well, he had the, he had a couple different ones. Um, uh, what was the snowman one? Milk. Okay. That's one. Harvey Milk, um, sure. Yeah. Okay. He's had a couple, I mean. No, I mean, he's yeah. been in a lot of stuff. I'm just thinking of iconic roles. This is one where when you look at Sean Penn, you think, you think, oh, he was married to Madonna and uh, <laughs> Jeff Spicoli. <True>. Mystic <laughs> River comes up. Um, I was trying to think of what's the, there was one where he was like, he went to prison for his girlfriend. Um, that might be that bad. That's Bad Boys. Boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I always remember. Um, that for some reason that one just stuck with me so much uh, with him. Um, so I was surprised when I was watching this at the end, the very last scene, which is classic when he, when they when they go into the little Mighty Mart and and the robber comes <laughs> in and tries to and right. tries to. So the robber, awesome. the robber that comes in, I don't know his name, but I recognized him as Mikey from Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, it, it's the same actor that played Mikey in Beverly Hills Cop. And then I thought about it. And it's like, well, Judge Reinhold's in Beverly Hills Cop. Not oh. only that, Martin Brest, the director of Beverly Hills Cop, is in this movie. He's the doctor that sits alongside um, oh. <laughs> Mr. Vargas when right. when they're pulling out the the organs from the uh, from the uh, 
the body, the the dead body on the in in the morgue. So I was I was thought that was kind of kind of fun that there was a lot of tie-ins to to future actors in Beverly Hills Cop. It's almost oh yeah, like they they took people with them, you know. And that and that's very possible. Yeah, I mean, it like who knows how much of that crew went with them. Yeah, there there's a lot of lot of possibilities. Um, the pizza guy, yeah. he he. I recognize him, but I couldn't remember what I'm like. I'm like, what have I seen him in? And he's he's been in a lot of stuff. He's yeah. like he gets, he's like a uh, a bad guy in a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I just I remember today when that came on, I was like, oh god, that's so funny, the the pizza guy. So we haven't talked about it yet, but I and I promised uh, uh, my massage therapist today when <laughs> when I went home, I was gonna watch the um, the reading that they just did. Like God, oh two weeks ago maybe okay they did uh they did a uh, a live reading um of of the of the script and they had a ton of like uh jennifer aniston um brad pitt brad pitt brad, brad. Pitt. jennifer aniston yeah played, played phoebe uh played uh linda which i yeah. thought was hilarious that right <laughs> they got and to they... reenact that and <laughs> And then they had Morgan Freeman doing the 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 set reads, okay, which was was great. And and then Sean Penn was there, and I think the only guy he did was the pizza guy. Did he? But he was yeah. Um, well, it Dane was Cook. His, he was the one that put it together because well, it was he got for, Dane Cook to put it together. Okay, is that what it was? But it was for mm-hmm. Sean Penn's like a company or not a company, but uh, something that he's supporting, um, right? But yeah, he got Dane Cook to get involved, and Dane Cook did a lot of it. Jimmy Kimmel was on it. He did like all the the no name act, like all the little actors. <laughs> and it, um, I'm trying to think who else they had that was. Who was oh, Mr. Hand? Because I saw I saw the scene with. I, uh, I didn't watch the whole thing. The, uh, I, I saw uh, a little bit of it. Uh, oh man, he did a horrible job. If you ask me, <laughs> um, Iota. Um, okay, uh, it's all right. I can't think. Of, I'm not. I'm not great with the names. Um, Shia LaBeouf played Spicoli. Right. And so the interesting thing with 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 him doing that was you weren't really sure if he was just fucking doped out and not really kind of there or if he was doing that because Spicoli is Spicoli. I was a little uncomfortable watching it. I only watched a little bit of it and had to turn it off. So uh. he uh and he and and the way he reads it, he he's one of the only one. I mean, the the <clears throat> the script is not exactly the movie. There's there's some different lines, but he doesn't read hardly any of them the way they came out in the movies. And I don't know if that was because that he actually read them the way they were written in the first script part, mm-hmm. or if he was just ad libbing a well, lot of it. You know, what well, you have a choice. I guess you can either you can either come in and you can mimic, you know, Brad, uh, Sean Penn's. Spicoli and just try to do it, play right. it up just like that. Or you're going to try to do it your own way. Um, I'm sure they had uh, the blessing of Sean Penn. Cause, I mean, well, they were, Sean Penn they were, was busting they, up the I know, whole they time. were laughing. It was, I, that actually I appreciated. I thought it was like, okay, they kind of gave me permission to get past being uncomfortable. If well, they, if they I think that's what it was, is, is, is they, they knew he was going to do it. And this, the only reason I think that he was doing it on purpose, like playing it that way, because I mean, he even does the whole shirt, shirt no shirt thing from the the diner mm-hmm. he, he even had his shirt off when he when he does and he puts a shirt back on um but at the end they when they're kind of finished up and they're just chit-chatting he goes back to being looking normal really not yeah and so i was like okay so he was in character that whole time 
Well, maybe he was like, just trying to to honor uh, honor Sean and, Penn, Sean Penn's uh, yeah playing so character. You know, that was I was like, oh my god, that was just crazy how he did it. I'm trying to find the 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 names of uh, um, the different people, um, but yeah, Sha- uh, Shia LaBeouf definitely. He, he oh, J- uh, Julia Roberts. I don't know who she played. Julia Roberts, Stacy. She played Stacy. Okay, I just saw her Which from was, the from the the Brady Bunch picture. Yeah, <laughs> frame thing. Um, she did a really good job of it. She the way she read it, she read with an innocence mm-hmm. in her voice that sometimes almost was too innocent. You're like, but it was great. The funniest thing too is when um, Lee, uh, oh, I can't, uh, Morgan Freeman was reading. He's reading the the carrot scene. <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of like him reading that and at one point he's like oh my <laughs> like oh god and it's just it's funny and and then watching the people laugh while he does it is, is hilarious um yeah there's there's a couple uh people i can't think of the guy's name he's um oh, it, geez, apparently i guess the production company did not have high expectations for this movie and they they only they, oh yeah no they thought about only releasing it on the east coast so or 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 on one just so that they could just bury it and um, it did a lot better than than expected. They uh, Mr. Hand was originally cast. Uh, who's the guy that right. plays uh, Munster? Uh, the, the 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 judge from My Cousin Vinny. The, yeah. Um, <laughs> and but he about. thought it was. You, you know, you were saying, "Oh my, Morgan yeah, Freeman." He, thought it, was too sexual he thought it was there was too much drug use and too much, yeah, too much sex in it, and so he. Which is interesting because when they read when they read it, they talk about Mr. Hand being really tall, a tall, stern teacher. Okay, right. Which the the actor, um, I can't think. Of, he's the guy from Lost in Space. Yeah, uh, I can't think of the actor's name, but he, that's what I know him. He fit it perfect, and but he's not a big guy. Ray Walston. But he he dominates he dominates. He was great. He reminded me of of George Carlin. Um, I was, just his his delivery, the way he spoke. He was he was a little right. more sophisticated, but uh, maybe it was just his vocal inflections. Um, uh, it it really reminded me of, it, which is kind of funny because you think Bill and Ted and 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 that's kind of a takeoff on Spicoli. The 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 Ted Ted is. Right. Um, oh, and so uh, they had John Legend playing um, the two brothers, the uh, the Jeffersons brothers, which is funny because they they, uh, they uh, it's funny they one of the things um, they come in and they're like reading the narrative and then the huge black guy you know and then it's John Legend he's a tiny little guy and so but yeah he read those parts um, but yeah that it's a great it's an hour long watch. Um, and you have to get through about 15 minutes of them advertising for that, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation thing. It's not Make-A-Wish, but it's like a special money for COVID testing for, you know, whatever LA people that have no money. And, you know, it's it's a charity. I want to check it out after watching it again. And I would uh, love to see it. Yeah. I wish that someone would cut out all the commercial shit, but oh. <laughs> it, it just, you just kind of tune out when they're doing that. But I mean, it, it was really cool. Um, the two the two people that played the doc, uh, the two um, teachers were probably the the worst of the the bunch acting wise. Like oh, I can't that's too I, bad. like that's the Mr. Hand. 
And those Mr. were highlights Hand in the movie. Mr. Vargas and Mr. Hand were hilarious. Well, Mr. Vargas is not so bad. He's he's someone from um, the Crazy Rich Asian movies. I don't know who – I don't know him. Um, okay. And then the other the other guy, I've seen him in a lot of stuff, and he plays a lot of serious roles, and he looks serious. I just don't think he did well as a Mr. Hand. Like, the way he read it, I was just like, ugh, this is horrible. But I think everybody else did a pretty decent job. Um Trying when to you, think who else. You know, when you watch the movie, all those characters that you're saying, you know, each each one of those actors did such a good job capturing kind of the essence of those different characters. They right. they all stand out. I mean, Spicoli, I think, was the one that that carried the movie from a brought it into that cult status. But but you really got to know these characters, and they all brought something different, but something really genuine. Uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh, you you talk about kind of her her innocence, and yet. She really was believable as a person. I mean, I mean, I mm-hmm. I, I saw these people as as she was believable as uh, people. So the interesting thing is, I read something that she was supposed to be a sophomore in the show, um, but they were saying it was her first year in high school. So I guess it's it's a three year high school, which that's not how my, I was a four year high school. So it, I, I had a three year high school. Threw me off a little bit, but junior, yeah, I had so junior she, high was three years for me. I, yeah. It was uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth, and then tenth grade. When I was in, uh, when I was in there, they converted it to a four year. So okay. uh, I, I think I think it was when I was a junior or senior. They brought in freshmen. Uh, so my school was is was interesting because we had two feeder junior highs. One was a three year, and one was a two year. Okay. So we had like a, a smaller freshman class, and then all of a sudden we had this huge sophomore class. Like yeah. it went from like. 400 freshmen to like 800 sophomores wouldn't it suck to be in junior high and you're in you're in what eighth grade and you're getting ready to go into ninth grade and (laughs) thinking you're gonna be the shit yeah you're gonna be the shit and they say oh no we're moving you up to high school you get to (laughs) you get so you get to go from you know yeah second place to to uh, last place again (laughs) i'm like god damn it (laughs) yeah true true yeah. So, uh, but I think she killed it as as she was one of the most believable characters. Uh, Rat was very believable. Um, Demo he pulled off the douchiness. I, I mean, um, the only one that I didn't believe was high school was Brad. Okay. Now, well, and I mean, to me, well, he seemed more like he was right out of high school. Right. Other, the only time that they really show him in high school is when he's pulling up. He's like, oh, my senior year, and then they have him That's in the right. rally. Okay, I was going to say, I don't remember him being in class or not, but they didn't really talk. Yeah. yeah. Okay, they showed him there. But, I mean, that was the only thing. And then, so, the other one is, like, when they have their big, their graduation party and they have the live band playing. Did did you ever have that? Like, a live band playing no, at your high school? No, no, it was always a DJ. I want to know who's playing. had a live band playing at their school. <laughs> that just fucking drives me crazy. I'm like, really? That's insane. Or... People that have live bands at their birthday parties. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> like, I, I've never, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever even been to a party or a wedding or anything that's had a live band. It's always been DJs. Oh, damn. When's, I guess your, birthday? I'm, When's your birthday? Let's, let's, let's have a live <laughs> band for you. <laughs> I'm just not upper crust enough, apparently. Well, the thing is, is there's probably no live band that could play the range of music I want to hear. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably why I'll never Let's have get the calmers over to to uh, play. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're gonna have to learn a lot more country if that's gonna happen. <laughs> um, up for their death death metal. I, I don't mind it as much, but it's 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 one or two songs, and then I got to get back into some country and some hip hop, and you know, um, Ray Liotta is the guy who played Mr. Hand. 
Oh, right. Uh, You're right. You're right. I remember. So I did see, I saw a little bit of that. That, that rings a bell. Yeah. I don't really know him. I mean, I've seen him and stuff, but I, I, I couldn't tell you what he's in. And, but I didn't, I didn't like his portrayal of Mr. Hand. It did. Goodfellas. Like, Goodfellas is like his, his that's thing. actually what they, that's actually what they said. Yeah. From Goodfellas. And I'm like, man, if you're claiming that as your thing, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done that much since then. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah I mean, he has, but that was that was really his claim to fame. Yeah, so that was that what he was that, and it was yeah. So, so um, I'm trying to think. Let's see what other notes I had here because there was a couple other scenes. So when uh, Brad gets fired from the first fast food place, right? That's another scene that I just I was watching that this morning. I'm like, oh my god, this like how do you get out of that situation without just punching that dude in the nose? The, the guy coming up and like, oh, I want my money back and just being a total dick about it. And he's like, he's like, but you ate half of it. Just let me get this paper. Oh no, I want my money. I want my 275. You're right there along with, along with Judd, with uh, Brad the whole time. Yeah. And saying, saying, you're saying the right thing. You're saying the right thing. This guy's being a Karen yeah. or whatever they call them. <laughs> exactly. Karen. I think they're called Kevin. I think Ke- they're called Kevin. 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 Okay. The males um, are Kevins. And, uh, yeah, you want to punch him and, uh, and then you want to punch think, the, 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 the mustache manager. Arnold? <laughs> no, well, oh, Arnold, him too. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. But the, <laughs> yeah, the, the just kind of cowers to. So that, that would, if, if that would have been me, I guarantee you, if I'd have been fired for it, I'd come right around that corner and whoop that dude's ass. <laughs> and then I would have thrown 275 out of my own pocket into his, his beat up ass on the ground. I, I was like, you just, you don't treat people like that. That's just bullshit. I don't care who, you know, that's, that was just one of those like, oh, you're a dick. But yeah, you were right behind it. It is kind of funny to hear though, you know, their, their status is based on the fast food restaurant they work at. I mean, he goes, you know, <laughs> he's a, he's a all American burger. And then it's, yeah. you know, and then he goes to work at the pirate, whatever the pirate one is. And he, you know, and he, he just becomes a total, he, well, he's got to wear the, wear the costume, the costume, <laughs> the uniform. It's not a costume. It's a <laughs> uniform. <laughs> right. But that's, that leads to the whole scene in the car. Where yeah. He, you know, and that's another classic scene. It's hilarious. So during the read, this is where I, I found it interesting. Um, they were naming the places. Uh, so the girls weren't at a Perry's Pizza um, originally. It was um, it was something else. It was like a a diner. It was it was a, it wasn't a, a pizza place. And then um, they actually called the first instead of All American Burger. It was actually Carl's Jr. Okay. And then. Um, and then the, the fish place was was named out, but it was something else, and it was but they were actual names of things and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like he couldn't, they couldn't use Carl's Jr., you know, um, which he has a great, you know, the great line in there: "I'll serve no fries before their time and dump some." <laughs> that was that was written out. So apparently, the, the whoever the Brad character that was real worked at this this Wendy's and or, or Carl's Jr. and was a big shot at the Carl's Jr. for some reason, you know. Okay. Like everybody knew he was there and people always came in when he was there kind of thing. And so that was a legit from that book. That's and then crazy because to me, I, I think that is like, who's going to have status because they work at a fast food place. But but yeah, I mean, there. It... Okay. So <laughs> that leads me back to, to my high school days and um, my senior year, I, I lived by myself and I didn't have a job at the time. I think I was playing football or wrestling, one of the two. And so I didn't have a lot of money. A lot of my friends worked at different fast food places or food places in the mall, and I literally would go visit them <laughs> all the time. 
and and it was funny because like people knew knew you by where you worked a lot you know it was like i remember talking to people like oh is that mark is that marcus that works at uh you know mrs fields i'm like yeah that's marcus <laughs> matter of fact that dude saved me i'm not gonna lie marcus from uh marcus acosta a really good friend of mine when i was in in high school he worked at a mrs fields cookies and i would go there and you know they're, they're supposed to throw all the cookies away each night he would give me what what he thought would be thrown away and I would take that and trade that at other places for not only other food items, but I got like Levi's and I got some shoes. <laughs> and so, I mean, he, he saved me when I, when I really needed it most. I so was kind of 15 and a half when I went and I got, you know, I applied, I think when you were 15 and a half, you could get a, a, a work permit or something like that. To, oh, I got mine at 14. Well, I had a paper route before that. It wasn't, but, but, yeah. but that's when I started, got, got hired at McDonald's. So I, I had my first year was at McDonald's and, uh, and I always worked up front. I didn't work in the back flipping burgers. I, I was, <laughs> I was doing uh, out. register out. <laughs> and, but the big deal was when you got to work drive through and that, and I, I kind of graduated to drive through. So I was kind of, I was pretty proud of that. So, so thinking back, maybe and I remember, you know, you late at night when you're working drive through, you start Your having buddies. a little bit of fun rather than just saying, you know, Welcome to McDonald's. Come take your order. It's like welcome to the Golden Arches, Arches, where we sell 100 percent pure beef. <laughs> you know, oh my god! You, know, you, you get a little, you get a little crazy and stuff. But uh... yeah, you're a little loopy at that point. <laughs> it's all the fumes from the the oil burning in the back or something. Um, no, I get you. I, I worked at a Dairy Queen, so I, I understand. We didn't have a drive-through. We weren't we weren't pinky out like that. We were you know old school. Um, and I wasn't I wasn't you know good enough. Dairy, just did you say Dairy Queen? Yeah, I think that's what Cindy worked at. Uh, Maybe when she I think we was... talked about it. Okay, but yeah, I, you know, I, I I did both. I worked up front and worked in the back, and you know, just depend on who who was what. But right, it, I I remember those being a lot of fun because at times at times it really sucked, but there was also a lot of t sometimes where it was a lot of fun. A real good friend of mine, Jake, worked with me, and when we were both on, it was ridiculous. We we. We did some things that were unsanitary in the back that probably should never be said on air, but uh, we had a wait, lot of wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, that does, We never, okay, we okay. never, I You're never You're gonna have to add food. a few details because that just sounds wrong. I, I, never, I never served food that, that hit the ground. I never spit on anybody's stuff, but I'm okay. not gonna say we didn't throw some of those frozen patties on the ground and play some floor hockey. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but we never served them after that, but I'm just, <laughs> no, I, I would never do that and, and that's, uh, yeah, no, and, and anybody who would ever do that, I, I, you are automatically the worst person in the world. That, that to me is just gross. But we had a lot of, we've had some food, we had some food fights too nice. with customers. Uh, that was, I don't even remember, I can't even remember exactly how it started, but I remember uh, it was me, Jacob, and Felicia were the workers, and then uh, Sandy was the, the manager that night. And for some reason, someone in the, the seats outside started flicking cherries at us. The next thing you know, a cherry goes flying back. And then it just it escalated. Next thing you know, we're just hucking all kinds of shit. And I mean, we're gonna clean it up. So, but yeah, it was we had a food fight there. It was a lot of fun. Yep, good old times. I yeah, I think I think working a fast food place is a good thing for most people because it you learn the fast pace work and you know, in at a kind of low drama level for the most right. part. You know, and and you could get a lot of fun out of it. All right, let's see if there's anything else in my notes. So here's one that, that I just kind of wrote down that I thought was kind of funny. So the first part uh, where Spicoli and Mr. Han in the first class, and he hands out all the paper, 
and everybody sniffs it. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, so I was like, I was like, oh, I remember smelling the paper, but I don't remember why. And so I looked it up, and it was funny because in in the eighties. We didn't have regular printers like they do now, or they, right. they did, but they Xerox. were way... You had like the, the spinning the, thing. They called was... them ditto machines. Ditto. <laughs> and so, yeah, it left a, it left an odor on it. Not that it would get you high, but it just and If they were good. really fresh, they'd almost feel wet. You know, you'd kind of have yeah. like, like cold and wet and, and <laughs> yep. silky and, and yeah, you'd smell them. So I, <laughs> I remember in junior high, uh, if you were good enough to be one of the teacher's assistants, you would get to go run those and yeah, you would... I got to run. The, I got to run the projector. I was. I was that guy. Oh, was, you were AV snob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do that in elementary a couple times. I, I understand. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. So, um, I, the other. I, the other. Go ahead. Oh, I just I wrote down the the checkerboard vans. You know, you're talking about him knocking. Oh, those head. were. Because I, yeah, I, I remember we had a, we actually had a van store in in this is an orange it's probably I wonder if it's still there but like on Chapman and uh, or I don't know around the orange circle there was a van store and that was a big deal having a pair of vans I even my brother about ten years ago he sent me a a pair of vans that look very much like those checkerboard ones except uh, they're slip on they're vans but they're Star Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they've, oh, got, nice. they've got pictures on them from the original Star Wars, so so they're still a thing. But uh, yeah, that no, was, that well, was yeah, huge. They're definitely still a thing. And I remember um, a lot of people bought vans, and I could never really afford vans. And I tore through my shoes so much because I was a skateboarder then that I always bought Converse. Mm -hmm. And so, which I always thought was funny because I remember buying my Converse. I was they were I get them sometimes nine dollars a pair, right? Yeah, like cheap. Where vans were still like thirty bucks. It's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear through those. So I remember that. And then, so even today though, that Converse, like I've seen them, they're they're forty dollars, fifty dollars. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me for for Converse? I'm like, oh, I can't wear them anymore because you know <laughs> they they have no arch support, so they just kill my feet. Even though I still have a pair, I still have a pair of Converse. I never owned vans though. That was the one thing I just, I would, I could never throw that extra money at them, knowing that I would just tear them up. Um, but yeah, I never had them, but I remember them being huge, especially, uh, you know, in like the surf community and the skateboard community, right. Vans, vans were a very big deal. Um, and I think a lot of it came from, you know, from that, that scene essentially, you know, was one, one part of it. Um, right. so the other, the other one, you know, I know I've said it a couple times, but, uh, the Damone being a douche and the whole way they dealt with that, you know, the whole, uh, you know, he, he kind of. I don't want to say he stole stole Rat's girlfriend because Rat really, they weren't going out, but he kind of, you know, he had a chance, and he you could see him physically, you could see him kind of contemplate like, man, I know I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah, I know I'm screwing my buddy over, but he did it anyways. Now, at that age, I don't know how many guys would have looked at, oh, this girl wants to have sex with me, and and be able to not do that, you know, but. You know, the guy's supposed to be your best friend. Like you never, you don't get yourself in that that situation. Yeah, you know, like he he well, he I mean, started she, the situation. He, he even said something because she said, "I kind of like you." Well, he said, mm -hmm. "You know, you know." He was trying to be the good guy. Mark he was really trying to be the... you, yeah. And and she's like, "Well, yeah, but I like you." You know, and I thought well, she played it off well too. The way she kind of transitioned, and she from... just walks it off. Yeah, she walks it off. <laughs> she's so like, "I kind of yeah. like you," and then walk off. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he had the point. 
she's like, oh, well, this is me. And he, and they're kind of sitting there for a minute. He's like, oh, well, you got any iced tea inside? Right there, that was the dick move. That's where you could have walked away and just been, that's where he could have been cool. That's, that's, and then you see inside, he could have, mm, okay, this isn't going where, you know. But, but, you, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. At the same time, though, I would say, they played it real. I don't. I don't. I think. Oh, that, they did. hundred yeah. percent. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you're questioning that. That there aren't people out there that would. Make oh that no, call, no. I thought. No, I'm. I'm thinking there's a yeah. lot of people that yeah. would make that call, and that's that's. It's the it's the it's that sad part where it's like okay, some of your friends aren't really your friends. Yeah. Like I I could I I would think that you know I count my four best friends from high school. I don't think any of them would have done that to me, but then I also count you know another twenty friends that were close. That would have totally done that to me. Yeah, you know. And then, and, and then you see a girl, and you say, "Oh, you're dating my my buddy." Would yeah. I do that to you? <laughs> and then you. And and then it's the same way. Yeah. The four guys that I'm say, the four guys I'm talking about that wouldn't have done it to me, I wouldn't have done it to them. Yeah. But there's a couple other guys that I'm like, yeah, I probably would have done it to them. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's how close are your friendships? And then you know they they that's why I thought at the end where he kind of let him back off the hook, I thought was bullshit. Like if they were supposed to have been that close, I, I don't think I could have done that. I okay, I still I, I think mean, that was realistic. I think I think there's there's something that goes beyond when your your okay. friend your friends at that age that that you kind of need them and you, you're going to figure out a way of. Uh, you're real. It's them. realistic up to the point where, if he wasn't going out with her still, and you know he wasn't still going out with her, and he had he hadn't treated her the way she did, like maybe then, but. Nah, that to me that's what I would what I would expect is that they made up, but then they didn't really hang out much. You know, it would be okay. Kinda, it would be kind of like okay, yeah, we made up, and then but then like maybe, I still I'm not gonna defend you anymore, yeah. but I'm I'm not gonna actively call you a prick to your face. Yeah, which yeah. I thought I thought that was <laughs> I love that part too. The whole the prick on the car and then uh, <laughs> the the on the um, locker and all that. I I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and then that wasn't okay. So here's another it was a really one that kinda, dick move, though, that he didn't he didn't at least, you know, show up and take her to the right. Oh, they made him a full on douche. Yeah, and there's no and and they did that. I I think they did it on purpose. Now that okay, so that leads into the whole other thing. So some of the stuff I was reading, I was trying to like, okay, how does this movie hold up today? And one of the things that came up was is they wouldn't be able to do the abortion portion of the movie t today essentially the way the way the the, the world is now and the, the the climate we're in with you know everything getting protested whether they put it in there you would have anti-abortion people protesting the movie they would have had to put protesters in the actual scenes her going into the you know so there was a bunch of that and so uh cameron crow was talking about how how well the director amy um we said it earlier hecker heckerling handled that which is this this is her her first movie i know right this i know um, how she handled it and how she made it a big deal but not a big deal do you know what i mean mm -hmm. um she made she, she handled it and they and this is kind of how the whole thing the whole show the whole movie went everything had a a, a high emphasis without being high drama unnecessary you know it wasn't you know but one, you so, know, if you look back on the movie, do you remember any parents? I mean, I think we see Stacy's mom for like a like a one 
one flash. Do we even see her her mom? We see her mom in her bedroom at one point, and it's just a oh, right before she sneaks out. Yes, exactly. She She tucks her in for bed, and then she yeah, and then we hear Damone's uh, mom mom on the phone. phone. Mm -hmm. But but basically, this movie is just from that you know that's that age group. So you you're not getting the influence of of you know we're not we're not hearing parents preach their. Uh, True. Preach their things, and so th- that's an, that's another thing that that's affected. I didn't even think about yeah. that, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and and that's what they wanted was they wanted a teenage, they wanted the teenage experience of high school, and I think this this does nail it. I almost wish I would have watched it more and learned more from it before I went into high school. <laughs> Might have made things easier for me um, to realize girls are okay, you know, right. with they're they're horny too, and and you just got to talk to them. Uh, that would have saved me a lot of headaches uh, and anxiety. Um, but <laughs> um, and that, and to know that there's live bands at dances, I mean, that would have been huge to know. <laughs> so um, I, I think they did a great job, and I, I mean, she gets a lot of uh, acclaim, the director for for making this. She's done. I mean, first. she went on to do uh, Clueless and European Vacation. I guess that was the and uh, Look Who's Talking. So I mean, she's. She's made some. Yeah, made, but I mean, this is a, this is as a, a, a an out of the box. This is your first movie. I know. I mean, become a, a classic, cult or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, in this this launched, they were, they were talking about how it had um, very much unknown actors at the time, but yet uh, three of them went on to Emmy winners. Um, I think Sean Penn won two Oscars. Uh, yeah, Forrest Oscars. Whitaker, Sean Penn. Is it Oscars or Emmys? I, I don't remember Oscars. exactly what. Oscars. Oscars and uh, can't remember who the other one was. Who the other one was, yeah. Um, but there was well, three the, of them for sure. I mean, Cameron Crowe, I think, did. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee, did she? No, I don't think that was the the name that I saw. It was three guys, actually, I believe. Um, kind of in there somewhere. Okay. But yeah, they were talking about how they really wanted it to be, you know, they wanted it to be this high school experience. Oh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had such a, lar- a large role in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was a bag of, he was flipping hamburgers, right? Isn't that what he was doing? Um, All American Burger, he was in the back making fries, maybe. Was it Was it that? I, I know he was Brad, one of Brad's buds. Um, well, it's even the guys, the guys that were Spicoli's friends, you know, they, right. they, it, it just, there's so many different things. And, and, and the character Arnold, who, you know, I know you mentioned earlier, um, he, uh, what's his name? Uh, Scott Thorpe. Uh, I don't know Thompson. him. I, did he turn he's out? The, he's the guy with the, the thick glasses. Right. I know. But what did he, he went he? on to, he's been in a bunch of movies too. I, Cause really? I've seen him Twister, Police Academy. Um, he's been in a lot okay. of other well, things. Well, Lisa, Lisa, I recognize that was Brad's uh, girlfriend. girlfriend, and I remember her from Nightmare on Elm Street. She was, uh, oh. she was, yeah, one of the ones that. Oh, and they were they were talking to. Um, so the other cheerleader, uh, or not? I guess Lisa wasn't a cheerleader, but there was the two cheerleaders, right? The one. Oh, I read this. Was, Go ahead. Uh, Rick Springfield's daughter. Apparently, uh, Sean Penn asked her out on yeah. set. <laughs> and she said, yes. a day, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. No, uh, yeah, there's just there's a lot of cool stuff from this. Um, so uh, I wonder it, if he asked her out on a date in character or if it was after he did everything in character. Apparently. I know, but you said at the end, though, he uh, 
he, but that was this was during i think this was during the filming <laughs> okay i wonder if her date was with spicoli or or, or oh, that's a good point that's <laughs> a good point that'd be interesting little stuff we need to know now that's right uh, <laughs> so yeah um I don't know what else about this. That, I mean, there's so much to talk. There's so many scenes that are so iconic and so many uh, quotes, right? If you think about all the different, well, you know, no shoot, no and, shirt, and, no and, service, and, <laughs> no dice, no dice. Actually, no, it's no dice. dice. Yeah, um, I, I got to return to my comment at the beginning where this is really not a, a straightforward narrative, this movie. It's, it's just right. kind of a collection of scenes, a collection of characters. Um, and, and I did read something about the director kind of wanted that same sort of feel where it's almost like you can wake up in the movie and feel like you're part of the world and like American graffiti, just, just this, this feeling of, of what this, what these characters and this high school, what it's like to, to live in that. And it's true. It's not a, it's not a, a, a great it's not it doesn't have this narrative narrative arc that takes you from act one act two act three you know it's it's just kind of all over and but it is but it still is really effective and i was you know that that scene the the mighty mart scene which is the last scene you know when he throws the coffee on it coffee him <laughs> yeah and that i guess is the climax if you if you want to call it that it, and it just kind of has this punch at the end but but they it, it, it still seems kind of strange that that's that is that's the, the Brad finally getting a win. Yeah, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Spicoli because here's yeah. Spicoli that that's kind of awesome. he's the, totally awesome. He, he's the one that everyone's connecting with, and then and then you get his approval. He's yeah, exactly awesome. To- All right, Hamilton, and then, yeah. and then you get that beautiful grin on Brad on Judge Reinhold's right. face. What you know he's where he's holding the gun over the guy, you know, just like yeah. And then there and goes then he kicks him. Music. So yeah. it's still, even though even though it doesn't feel like a climax of the movie, it still works. And they and then they and then they have a great thing where they show yeah. show what everyone where everyone right. went afterwards. You know, that's you get the Spicoli line. saves Brooke, Brooke Shields. Brooke and, Shields you know. wasted money on Van Halen playing at his right. birthday. See another live band at a birthday. What the hell? So that's also where you get the, the, he gets his line is like, all I need is some tasty waves, a cool buzz, and I'm fine. <laughs> He has such such iconic like the whole, I mean those guys are fags. <laughs> I love that. And then Stu Nahab's like, oh, you know, he's just going along. Right. With it. But, but of course, that's his little dream fantasy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are funny. Um, I love the 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 first one too. Is one of my favorites. It's like this is world history. I see the globe right there. <laughs> so that was that was a funny thing. So when um the the live read Shia LaBeouf, he was doing he did that part, and they're like, he's like, this is this is world history or something like this is like a space class. I see the globe right there. And he, and he called it space class for the rest of the time or space history or something like seriously off. Like that's why I'm, I'm really wondering, like, I'm like, man, it's so cr-. like watching it is very cringy. But then at the end you're like, maybe that was all just him to do it. A new Spicoli. So, yeah. and, and kind of, and, and after, after seeing some of the stuff he's done recently, I kind of want to say that he was doing it on purpose. Yeah. And he wasn't just jacked up on whatever, because I would hate to see if that was the case, that he really had a, a back step that bad. But uh, 
on our kind of, on our on our beer scale, how many beers does it take to, to oh. enjoy this movie? I would I would say it doesn't require any. I, I never I never had any when I was younger. Of course, it can benefit. Oh. <laughs> you know, right. any movie yeah. can benefit, but I See, don't that, think it needs anything. That's a, that's a good question because yeah, it's like uh, how many beers is recommended to enjoy this? Yeah, you could say none. Yeah, but. <laughs> how many beers to really enjoy it yeah. i would i would say or lock this, yourself in a van and toke up and oh know. my god oh to make a drink there's got to be drinking games out there oh there are yeah actually when i was looking up trying to find <laughs> some sort of alcoholic reference that's all i found was like fast times drinking games so oh yeah <laughs> god oh man that'd be every time fun. spicoli says awesome you know something like that, you know you gotta yeah, take a shot well, you know that. and because it jumps around so many times it would be you would have to have multiple things like you would have you couldn't just be like one character does what you'd have to be like different characters you you would have to do sure uh, almost scene by scene you know because it is it it is a jump around it isn't a straight through shot like you talked about which i think is interesting too and and i was kind of you know i know you talked about some how many other movies really have that that platform and, and become successful is it's, it's not the norm you don't see that these days or, or i mean that yeah and your any listeners bring let us know what what what's out there right now that that kind of has that same sort of uh format that just kind of is more of an exploring the world of of what they've created not uh yeah bouncing around uh, i mean it, it's almost like a uh a soap opera of characters, you know, but mm-hmm. oh my god, that's right. It, it does, it does kind of seem soap opera like the Cobra soap Kai. <laughs> oh, that's kind of hey, did you know? You know, we we talked about Cobra Kai last last week, and in, in the interim, I found that yeah, I know they about are, that. They actually already shot season three, season three, and it's it's uh, it was in the can before COVID, oh. hit. so so they'll be able to release that. I think it's coming nice. out next year without you know, on on schedule without any well, any, that's good. I had heard something that it was going to go to season eight. So it's kind of funny talking well, I just about mean that they already shot it. So it's already shows. Yeah. Did you, did you know that there was a, uh, a short uh, release of a TV show in 86 for fast times at Ridgemont high? I remember, I think I saw it and it was, Oh God. Well, it, well yeah, but it was, it didn't, it was, it was bad. You it know? was bad. <laughs> Cause that, that's the only thing that came out and said, it's like, yeah, we release this and it was bad. I, I guess it had seven episodes. Um, and both uh, Mr. Vargas and Mr. Han were the same actors. Okay. Which, you know, which I thought oh, so that was kind of cool. But yeah, I, I mean, if you don't have Spicoli and you don't you don't have you know Damone and you don't you don't have if you can't capture those guys right, it's it's not going to work. And I you guess they can't have in a in a in a TV. Uh, you you know when it, when you have to when you have to hold back on every the- week. Well, and every week you have to have a new story. It's kind of rough. So yeah, I thought that, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I can see them trying to capitalize on on you know the popularity, but it didn't work. Um, the other cool thing about going back and seeing movies like this is it makes me think of other you know the other movies that were in the genre. And I was talking to um, someone today, I can't even remember who, but they're like, oh yeah, no, I've never seen that. Oh, is my uh, at my physical therapy, uh, one of the younger guys. He, he's like, oh yeah, I've never seen that. And I'm like, what? Like, how do you never seen Fast Times Original High? And I'm like, well, what about, you know, and the only one he had seen was Breakfast Club. <laughs> Out of all these, you know, early 80s movies that are iconic and stuff. And I'm like, really? I'm like, man, just. That's and it a made good one. Start, yeah. And, and that's what I said. Well, it was like, if you're going to see one, that's a good one. And I started thinking about all the different, you know, man, there's so many good movies like 
Did you see uh, Valley Girl? Yes. Not Nicholas Cage. That was actually Nicholas Cage. It was also directed by a woman. Um, and I remember in, uh, I think it was this, between my junior and senior year, I, I went to like a, I went to Chicago and took this five week film course with a bunch of high, high schoolers. Um, and, you know, there was, there were different instructors that would show movies and one of them showed Valley Girls basically as a, as a recommendation for a, a really good movie. Um, and talked about it. And this was, she was actually talking about uh, it being a female director. Yeah, Martha kind of Coolidge. Um, and, and, you know, so actually I didn't know that Fast Times at Ridgemont High was directed by a woman. You, you just, I didn't know that either. You, did not, you don't get, especially back then. Uh, um, well, they didn't hype it as much because it wasn't, it wasn't as a social deal as it is now. So instead of just instead of it like being like oh she it was directed by a female and just letting it go with that and and not making a big deal now it's like oh my god it was directed by a female now I, you got to go see I know it. what you're saying but this was back in the 80s this is when when it was made a big deal to, in in film school that that this was directed oh. by a woman so so I I, I mean we, you don't have social platforms like you do now that um, right but you know what like I mean if, take off. I I do you yeah, know and that's a good point school, that's a good point if, in film school, I can see him saying, because everybody's worried about film and they're saying, hey, this is this is a female director. This is different. What what could be the differences? Where now when someone goes, oh, it's directed by a female, it's not about, hey, let's let's give her props because she's a female and she she's doing the work. No, it's like, oh, you have to respect her now just because she's a female doing well, the job. I, it's like, no, let's let's earn it before you tell someone you have to, you know, you know what I mean? Well, I, I think this was more of that, that if you look at the number of films that, that come out, you know, the percentage of female directors was less right. than one percent. It was just so so it was a it was kind of a big deal. And and the B, well, I, I'm not I, saying it's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm just saying the way it was treated back then is totally different than the way it's treated now. Where then it was treated more as like let's let let's look at it for what it is and not 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 treat it as like, oh, just because it's a woman you have to you have to treat it differently. It's like let, let's look at the differences. Do you know what I'm saying? Instead of a, a forced forced like, oh, it's a female, so it's a different animal. It's it's still a film. It's still directed. Let's just see what different direction they took and why. Maybe analyze why it's different. Not necessarily, you know. That I mean, that's how I I'm seeing it. But I I could be seeing it completely back word. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. <clears throat> I wasn't in film school, so I don't know. So I don't. But that's that to me seems like the, the how it would have been. You know, less less now about you you have to like it or you have to go see it or you have to because it's socially the thing to do because it's a female otherwise you're uh you know a misogynist or whatever instead of like no as a female director let's let's grade it on what it was as a movie not just because you know you I know think I, mean? I think nowadays there's more opportunities for 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 women but but that that opportunity sometimes gets gets uh, amplified because because they're a woman and because of social how you know people talk about it in social platforms it's um back back then i think there was a lot of suppression I, you just didn't get uh women oh, didn't, yeah, weren't, I, I, weren't I as welcome on the on the helm so i'm i'm kind of curious how how that came about i'm gonna i want to look into it it was just last night that i found out that it was a yeah. it was a woman that directed it i was and and I think there is, yeah. We can you can look at it and say, well, she, she obviously brought some really interesting perspectives to these these so characters. So that's that's and, an interesting and question, and, and this this may get me in trouble with some of the people that are more liberal. But I go, does it really matter? 
Does it change your idea or thought of how the movie was because it was directed by a female? No, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't as far as I, I, I'm still just as satisfied with the movie, but right. it, it, but it, that's, that's what I mean. That That's kind of what I'm trying to say is, is like, why does, why does the sex of the person have to, to be something of it? And that, and you know, like I said, I mean, I'm, I may be going down the wrong rabbit hole on this, but it just, I wish people would just grade it I, for what it is and not put a male, which, female tag on things. Well, here's what I, I bet. I bet because I remember when they were talking about Valley Girl in, in our film school, they talked about how the studio put certain requirements on how many, you know, oh. how many sex scenes you had to have. And, you know, you know, you have to show women's breasts for this, you know, back in the eighties, oh. it was, it was, it was, a you, there were, that was kind of a part of it. You, you, it was R rated, um, teen romp. You got to have boobs in it. And, <laughs> uh, and, um, and so, and so when I was reading about the, the full frontal nudity from, uh, from Damone's character too, I thought, Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that was, uh, <clears throat> okay. know, the, the female director trying to say, Hey, let's, let's put a little, let's, let's amplify what this is really about. Cause yes, I've got to put a sex scene in here. I'm required to, that's part of, that's part of filmmaking. And if I'm going to play by the, by the producer's rules, that's, that's what I got to do. But that, you know, but I wonder if, Hey, I'm going to, if I'm going to show a, show some boobs, I'm going <laughs> to show a dick too at the same time and see right. what happens. Well, they um, did. Damone was in the shot. Well, that, they cut it. Though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so, so I wonder now that you're talking about that, like, so they talked about how uh, fast times didn't get the, um, the, um, marketing, Really, right. they didn't market it, and I wonder if they did that. I wonder if that was because it was a female director. I mean, huh, I don't know, and that might be part of the reason. And and that, that's even better that it it surpassed everything and, and became and blew up like it did. I'm super happy about that and stuff. Yeah. So I wonder. I mean, and and like I said, I'm not trying to downplay any of that, and and I, I I'd love to see more things directed by women and, and more diversity and all that. But I don't want it. I don't want it thrown down your throat for diversity's sake. I want it to be, I want it to be made by people that want to make it and not because, well, we're going to have a female director because we want to have a female director, you know, quotations around it. It's like, no, get the director that's going to do the job, whether she's a male or female or anything in between, just get the right people that have the right vision to do the right job, regardless of what's hanging between their legs. And so that's that's kind of where I was going with it, and rather than you know, like I said, I I don't when a movie comes out, I don't look at who the director was and what what sex they are to whether I'm going to like it. I base it on whether I like it or not, you right. know, on on whether they blow stuff up and show boobs. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, anyhow, yeah, um, no, that's really cool, and and I. I that's interesting that, you know, you saw something like that and they made a big deal. Of it. And that, that, that's cool. And I think we are getting more of that. Um, I wonder how a remake of this would ever come out. Like if, if, you know, like I said, they couldn't do, you know, they talked about not being able to do the, the abortion scene the way they did. I'm like, I yeah. wonder what else I tried to find something else that might be controversial. Like what else couldn't they do? You know, uh, I can't well, think of anything really. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when, when uh, Spicoli's driving around and he, ta he makes that reference to Quaaludes, it reminded me of uh, the uh, 
Wolf of Wall Street. Did you see the the Wolf of Wall Street, the Scorsese movie where uh, yeah, uh, in, where he's you know he's on Quaaludes and he goes for a drive. You know he's driving, <laughs> and then okay. They, and do, do you do you remember the scene? Not off the hand, no. Well, he's it's it's like a I don't know if it's a Ferrari or something like that, but they show him he's on Quaaludes and he's got to get somewhere, and they show him driving, and he gets there, and but then he suddenly I don't know. Oh, like he doesn't even get out of the driveway. Well, they they have to flash back, and they realize you know he realizes that that this was all just a a fantasy of him getting yeah. home. Instead, the car's all completely trashed. It goes, yeah, he and he's like he didn't get out of the driveway. He couldn't get out. Yeah, he was like trying to crawl out. It's the the most hilarious scene. So I that, think the whole re- the Quaalude scene. The, the the thought is though is it's it's Sunday drivers. Like it's just people driving slow because he wants to drive fast. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, I mean they could change the verbiage and stuff and get away with it. I was just thinking of situations like you know, like it would be a little bit different with you know nowadays with social media and everything. Like you know nobody's hanging out at the mall anymore. They never mention condoms. True. That. Oh maybe. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean they probably well, would they be had kind of con- forced to forced to mention a condom. I think it was uh, what was the Tom Hanks movie Dragnet. Uh, with uh, Tom Hanks and yeah, Dan yeah, Aykroyd, where it's like one of the first movies where they actually meant show a show a main character reaching for a condom, and you know he doesn't have sex because he's out of condoms. That's a little bit of trivia if anyone wants to look up but Tom is that, Hanks. Is that a requirement now? I mean, oh, I, so I don't know. No, I know. I'm just I'm just trying to throw something out there that. Yeah, no, I mean it is there. There is that, but I was just thinking like, what wouldn't work? I mean, other well, than the fact that. Nobody hangs out the mall anymore. I was uh, so surprised that there was no drinking. You know, I wonder if that was a, a give and take. If you're going to throw this much drugs in it, you can't throw any booze in it. That might have been a deal they made. You know, they if, did have a little if there was the drink. deal about the carrot or the dick, you know, and they <laughs> chose the carrot. Yeah, I don't know why those two even, like... I know. <laughs> I, I, they don't make sense. I mean, I understand they're talking about a sexual act. Which I thought was funny too. The whole like, well, how much does, how much comes out? Oh, quarter so. <laughs> so, it, and they have the, certain you know amount of how many f you know how many f bombs you can throw in a movie. Oh right. Uh, and and so those things are are all, you know they've got they've got Damn counters mix. that you know and and. Uh, so interesting thing in, in the, the South Park. What's that South Park one the, where they have to say fuck as many times as they can because they're it's it's after they were able to show it after. Oh, after. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so in the read, they said something about how much comes out and she says a quart in the movie in the, in the reading, she says 10 cc's. And then she goes, oh, well, that makes sense of why the band's named that. Okay. I'm like, what fucking band is she talking about? 10 cc. I've never Todd, heard of that. Todd Rundgren. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But I remember it from uh, from growing up. My okay. brother, my brother had a big album collection. I remember Ten CC was 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 one of them. Oh. I think Todd Rundgren uh, was one of. It was an offshoot of one of his bands or something. But okay, well that's so that's what that reference was because I was like that makes no sense to me and I'm like who the fuck says Ten CCs anyway? I'm like <laughs> who has a syringe of semen around that they're going oh that was Ten CCs I mean, like <laughs> which is a lot because I I use epoxy at work then we make <laughs> twenty CC syringes of it and I'm like that's yeah. a lot. And well, they probably, like, yeah, that, then how many people would have gotten the reference? And that's probably why right. they changed it to a court, you know? Which everybody goes, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. Okay. 
All right. Well, speaking of a lot, I think we've we've hit this a lot. Um, yeah. Covered quite a bit. Once again, I think it's a great flashback movie, throwback movie that that you know we we've seen and we love still. Um, still holds up, I believe, a hundred percent. You know, there, there's some references that maybe some of the kids that you know never get their faces out of their phones won't get and stuff like that. But I think it's still. Uh, for our age group, it's still it's one of those movies you can go back and you lose nothing in, you know, how the sci-fi or you know how the special effects don't really hold up over the years. This is one of those movies that does hold up a hundred percent. Yeah, and it it is, you know, it, I wouldn't say it's timeless. It's certainly stuck in the '80s, but I think you can you can watch <laughs> the movie and appreciate it even if you didn't grow up in the '80s. Um, true, true. So. I think I, I almost yeah. want to see it. You, you say you watched it with, with Ashley or she said, I don't know if it necessarily watched it with her, but she was in while I watched it multiple times. Cause like I said, I've, I've, this is like my third or fourth time watching it since COVID uh-huh. hit. Um, okay. So it was one of those that she's seen it at least twice or parts okay. of it. And of course she's seen every one of the cringy scenes she's in, like, you know, she comes and sits down right for the first sex scene. Cause that's always <laughs> awkward with children. Um, every single time it never, it never fails when I'm watching something and like, I could be watching a movie, you know, a show that has 25 episodes and only one episode has a sex scene. That's when one of my kids is going to come in and sit down next to me. (laughs) It just, it never fails. So, but it is what it is. All right. Um, I don't know what, I think next week is possibly MCU. Okay. Um, we got to get a hold of Bo and see if we can make sure we can watch the, the six movies. I believe um, Russian dolls. Russian dolls is another Russian one. Dolls is one. Um, if I got to get on that, I got to get on that quick. Um, or we can just see if there's another. Well, MCU, or we can see if there's another uh, another show that we can. Yeah, some that we can, that, we can, can watch. And, yeah, we'll figure it out. But we don't need to talk about it now. Yeah, and there's we some other to talk about. You get, so how how do they find us on email? Oh, how do they find us on email? It's at the dot. Uh, <laughs> W-H-S-I H-W-S-I dot, Why do I always screw that up? You think I'd get it right. W-H-S-I No, dot, H-W-S-I H-W-S-I I'm a just dyslexic as all get out. Okay, let's, let's start this over. Okay. Alex it all day. <laughs> it's at H-W-S-I dot podcast dot gmail dot com. Got so, Okay. And now, where would they find us on the interwebs? HWSI.podbean.com. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right, though, right? I think. I, I, one of us did. Sorry, we never get any emails, so mine doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, or they can find us on the Facebook group. Um, I throw stuff out on there. I actually threw out questions today. I know I did it really late to see if anybody had any input on that. Um, I'm going to do that for the for the uh, MCU. I'm going to try and get it out there early, see if we get any questions. I got to throw out a happy birthday to my mom. I went and saw her over the weekend. And uh, um, so I'm I'm throwing that out there. And and Alyssa too, wasn't, it wasn't her birthday. Yeah, Alyssa's birthday was uh, just this weekend. Yeah, we were, we were out on the coast all weekend. Nice. Um, It was kind of nice. Yeah, it was uh, my sister-in-law got us this really old, old house. That's just this crazy, I I can't remember how old it was, but I think it was 18s, 1918 kind of built. Nice. Uh, out on the beach. 1918, really, right when the Spanish flu hit? Maybe, yeah. Maybe wow. that's why it's so weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, no, this is really old school house that um, they haven't updated 
really at all. Um, so there's some really awkward things in it, but it was we still had a lot of fun um, right there on the beach. Had a swimming pool. Family had a lot of fun, um, but it was a celebration for both my mother-in-law's 70th birthday, uh, my wife Alyssa's uh, 48th birthday, and uh, just family hanging out together. Um, so it was really it was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, I do that. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, but yeah, we got those birthdays, and hopefully your mom's listening to the podcast and she hears it. That's right. Alyssa, <laughs> Alyssa she does a. She listens uh, while we do it, so she doesn't ever log in. Although she's going to have surgery tomorrow, so maybe she'll have some time in the hospital where she'll actually start listening to something, but I doubt okay. it. Okay. She's probably going to do something like homework or something. Are you going back to work next week? Yes, I am. Oh, I've got this I, week off because of the fires. They closed closed down the JC, and, and uh, even us that are working from home, we're, we're not expected to, to work from home. To work. So. Nice. Yeah, so <laughs> nice. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, uh, I go Yay, back. Yay, fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I go back uh, Monday for, uh, after three months off of work, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. I, I, I think it's time. I'm starting to go a little stir-crazy. Should I come check in on Alyssa? I, uh, you know, if you want, or you know, you you and uh, or if Cindy, if someone has time, yeah. they want to bring uh, Ivan over. I'm sure Bailey would love to have a friend, and you could hang out and say hi to Alyssa. Perfect. Um, we have we have people coming by, so she'll okay. she'll be. Okay. But yeah, we, it was such a bad time, you know, me going back to work when she <laughs> needs me at home. I know. <laughs> so, it is what it is, but yeah, it's better for her. She she needs a she's having the full knee replacement just like I did. So right be interesting but yeah that's it for us so i think that's uh all we can sign off so say good night steve good night